Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dive into the thrill of Sydney Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Good morning, Sydney. This is the Sydney Set, your one-stop horse racing shop. And I tell you what, it is day one of the Everest Carnival. We're up and about here in the studio. There's this terrific story unfolding. Ten years ago, Gay Waterhouse and John Singleton had the big blow up there in the Randwick uh, Mountain Yard. Well, they're back together, and they've got a horse called Hawaii Five O's going around in the shorts this afternoon. If he wins. Plenty of people will thinking uh, that he'll get a slot in the Everest in a few weeks' time. She's going to be on the show, Gay Waterhouse. She'll be up in the next few minutes. I'll tell you who else is on the show. Mick Gannon. How are you? Good morning, mate. Yeah? You're up and about? Yeah, up and about. Can't wait. We walked the harbour this morning. Wow. Yeah, ready to go. You walked the harbour? Walked the harbour. Walked along the harbour bridge. The, uh, oh, foreshore. the bridge. Okay. Yeah, I went, I'd swim the harbour, but I've walked the, along the harbour bridge. Just sort of did a nice little preview video. I'm up and about, ready to go. I was just about to uh, call the Sydney Morning Herald yeah. and say, I've got a news story for you. There's a bloke walking water out there. <laughs> yes. Uh, we know you're a good tipster. I didn't know you were that good, though. So um, there's plenty, go- plenty going on, isn't there? So we've got Gay Waterhouse on the show. I don't want to waste any more time, Mick. I want to bring Gay on right now. Uh, she's a Hall of Fame trainer, recently elevated to legendary status. Uh, she's the one and only Gay Waterhouse. Good morning, Gay. Good morning, good morning. Beautiful day here in Melbourne. Where are you, boys? We're up in Sydney, Gay. I'm here with uh, oh, look- Mick Gannon. Morning, Gay. My mate, Mick. Yes, I know. I know. Now, I, what a beautiful day we've got in Sydney because I was there yesterday. Isn't the weather divine and a divine day to go racing? It is, absolutely. And you've got a big day in both states, Gay. Um, we might, uh, we, well, first of all, what's, so it's beautiful weather in, at Flemington at the moment, is it? Oh, to, to die for. I was there yesterday looking at the horses, the charges about to go around today. It is magical, Nick, absolutely magical. This we're, is... know, we're so blessed in Australia and especially this time of year. It's so exciting, isn't it? I'll tell you what else is magical is uh, how your stable's going. I'm, I'm uh, not trying to butter you up, Gay. There is no uh, mincing the words here. You guys are striking up around sort of 25 to 30% over the last 90 days. Yeah. The uh, profitability for the punters that follow yourself and Adrian is through the roof. Um, you must be really excited about the Spring Carnival, given the form that you're in. Yes, well, I've got a very talented young trainer working with me, and he listens, and we work well together, and uh, he works very hard with it, and we've got a fabulous team that we work with, and it's paying dividends. And there's a good story unfolding. It's good to see you and Singo back together again, Gay. Uh, Hawaii 5.0 goes around in the shorts, the Group 2 event uh, at Randwick this afternoon. Geez, trial looked pretty good recently. 102.07, he ran for the 1,030 at Rose Hill. That is low flying. Just back in. Simple as that. Back him. He's a particularly special horse. He's uh, got a very special owner, a very, you know, wonderful person, very, very warm-hearted and uh, forgiving. Uh, and we get on extremely well and enjoy each other's company hugely. 
Um, and he has a really, really good horse in Hawaii. He annihilated them. He didn't go around. He annihilated them in the trial, and he never went out of a canter. To me, that's a very good horse. To win, run third in a Stradbroke, a three-year-old at the end of his preparation against the older horses, a very good horse. And it, what... Talented. Sorry. I just said he's big and he's talented, and he definitely should worth backing today. He looks like a, a wait-for-age horse guy. He's built like a... I won't say the word I'm thinking. I'll say a German tank. Uh, well, he is. He is. He's built like a tank. Absolutely. What's the... Uh, and he's got oodles of ability. Oodles of it. If he wins today, Gay, um, an Everest, is that where you'd like to go with him? Well, look, you know, it's been talked about. And if he wins today and wins <clears throat> as he just might do, uh, you know, uh, any slot holder who hasn't got a horse would say, gosh, I'd like a Y5A, wouldn't they? Mm, absolutely. Uh, just a bit earlier in the day, there was uh, the Kingston Town Stakes, of course, a horse that was trained by uh, by your father, Tommy. Um, you've got the favourite there just fine. Gee, it was a, a big win first up. But you've also got Knight's Order for uh, last year's Sydney Cup winner and also Major Beale, who won the Derby earlier this year and was super last time out in the Chelmsford Stakes. Yes, well, Major Bill really, really got his foot on the till. And I've always sort of thought he was a real Caulfield Cup horse. So he has to fight the finish out today to be a chance in the Caulfield Cup. Knight's Order, as you saw yesterday with Military Mission, uh, the older horse that's in the stable and ra- racing well can never be discounted. And Military Mission annihilated them. He incurred a runaway win yesterday in the Newcastle Cup. Uh, yet many might have thought the stable mate had a better chance. Me included. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did have something on Sir Lucan. <laughs> Still running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, the third horse you mentioned, just fine, is a very, very lovely horse. He, he was sold from the King's Stable, and we, we purchased him with the advice of my husband, Rob. Um, he won so stylishly first up. Uh, and who's to say he can't do it again? But I'd have something on the three of them because they'll all be good. You know, they'll all be just fine. They'll probably be under his odds, and the other two will probably be slightly over their odds. Yeah, okay. Um, you've got two two horses in the uh, T-Rose Stakes. Autumn Ballet, who was a good first-up winner, wanted to know, uh, sorry, three horses, four horses in the uh, T-Rose Stakes. Autumn Ballet, who was a good first-up winner. Platinum Jubilee is just... Struggling to find a little bit of form this preparation, but we know she's got the class. The unbeaten Tropical Squall with uh, Adam Hieronymus in the saddle and also Summer Lovin, who's fourth up from a spell and must be ready to show her best. Well, I like the Guri-owned Tropical Squall. I, I think she... The day she won at Canterbury first up, I said, Adrian, that's our goal. That is our Oak City. Um, Autumn Ballet, how could you be very far away from her? You know, won a Group 2 race at the first start, the Black April Stakes came out and won, uh, then when she came back, another group too. She was a little bit silly behind the gates the other day, or in the gates, I should say, and it caused her to just slightly miss the start, and she was sort of on the wrong foot from there. So I think she should be forgiven. Uh, Summer Loving never puts a bad run in, does she? She's the most honest filly in the stables. Uh, but she doesn't win a lot, but she certainly can put the good runs in. And the other one, um, Platinum Jubilee just looks a picture. So this is a that won the Jim Crack Stakes. She ran third in the gold in the Magic Millions. She was never far away in any of those top autumn two-year-old races. You've got to have something on her. She looks a picture. 
A good push there, game. Look, in the seven stakes, I'm very keen on the chances of Huya Mal. Draw a bit better this time around, 1,600 metres. Second up, what are your opinions Lovely of that horse? horse? I've always thought that the most of him, he ran second in the English Derby, which is the elite race for three-year-olds in, in Europe, in England. Um, he came out here and he wasn't really himself. He was sort of nervous and not training well. Uh, he's since settled beautifully. He's been gelded. And uh, I thought his first up run was very, very good. Got too far back. I think you'll see a different run today. Love it. And in uh, race nine, Converge, Hippos aboard there. There's not much, uh, it doesn't look like there's much speed in that race there. Do you see him rolling more forward today? Look, he doesn't win a lot, Converge. He's very fit. He's, he's training very well. He's eating well. Um, he's a hard horse to catch, but he's very fit. And Gay, uh, in the lucky last, Cabo or Cabo, uh, he resumes from a spell. He's loaded with talent. We just need to know how forward he is and uh, what are your thoughts on him? Very talented son of Morris, who stands at Arafield Stud. He'll be under his odds, uh, but he's certainly fit and ready to rock and roll. And he's been, you know, his trials have been good and he's training very well. Now, you're down in Melbourne. Uh, there's a group one down there. Alligator Blood runs in the Maccabi Devers Stakes. He's only been beaten once, Gay, at Flemington in four runs. And that was in this race last year when he went down by Bees, you know what, to uh, I'm Thunderstruck in a, a thrilling finish. Can he go one better today? Yes, I think he can. I think that he's really toned up particularly well between first and second run. Oliver's a man with a mission, wanting to go out with a bang. Uh, and he's riding, you know, he's right back, coming, come back to form. Uh, I think he'll be very, very hard to beat. Is there uh, one in particular today that you're uh, super excited about watching, or maybe a couple? Well, a couple. <clears throat> I like this um, uh, uh, horse in the second race here, Serpentine, in Melbourne, owned by the, the Williams and, and their uh, team of uh, very lucky owners. I thought his run the first up was outstanding, and that was over 2,400. Um, the two two-year-olds down here will run very well, the instructor, and then a bit later introducing. Both race well in Sydney. Both will run well today. Um, uh, Alligator, I think, can win. Very, very happy with him. I'm very happy with the Sicilian down here. Okay. Um, she's in the Phillies race, the Cap Jan Teves, uh race uh, six. She's really done well. She's like a much older mare. You know, if you looked at her, Nick, you'd think she was a, a four-year-old, not a three-year-old. Mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, the... That sort of finishes us up down here. Pretty much. I come back to Sydney. When do you? When do you? With the money. When do you? When do you come back to Sydney? <laughs> when, I come back on a, a four o'clock flight, so I won't see Alligator Run. I'll be watching them on my phone. I'll leave it with with uh, Claudia and the team down here. That might be good fun. And just before we let you go, Gay, one to follow for the spring that maybe isn't racing today. I see you had a horse called Royal Tribute win last week at Hawkesbury. Uh, it looks a promising horse. Speed horse, out and up, speed horse. He's in the heritage next week. He'll be very, very hard to beat. Uh, I don't know. I think all the horses, are, uh, uh, the horses that are racing today, any one of these horses, just to stay with. I really like this tropical squirrel. I've had a great admiration ever since she came to the stables. I think she's got unlimited uh, ability. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's a great day's racing. Hawaii, five eye. Why wouldn't you stick with Singer? He's been a lucky man all his life. He won't be any different with this one. <laughs> I like what we hear there. Gay, uh, I know it's a very busy morning for you. I just want to say thanks on behalf of Mick and I for coming on to the show. We really uh, value your time. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Bye. Mick and Mick, bye. <laughs>
<laughs> there she is, the legend, uh, Mick. Uh, did you like what you heard from Cabot? You, you're pretty keen on its chances, and yeah, pretty keen Cabot. <clears throat> pretty much liked everything I heard. Who you mal? But uh, the punters out there, make sure your pens up, pens are poised because uh, I think the words were just back it Hawaii five zero. And we had one going to the Oaks. Yeah, that's the uh, Tropical Squall out of race six. So just surmising what Gay said then. Race six, number eight at Randwick today is a horse called Tropical Squall going around. Adam Hieronymus takes a ride. It's in the T-Row Stakes. She's already labelled this her Oaks horse. So uh, when you're looking at futures markets, keep an eye out for Tropical Squall. And she mentioned... um, uh, She mentioned... Uh, next week in the is it the Heritage Stakes Royal Tribute, and I did do this horse's times and was uh, very very slick recently. Uh, did you have a thought before we go to a break? On the other side of the break, we're going to do the full ten races uh, from. We're going to start the ten race uh, uh, preview from Randwick, just on the Maccabi Diva in Melbourne. Gay's got a runner in it. She's given it a good push. Did you have any thoughts there? Yeah, I thought Mr. Brightside was the one to beat. Um, the market suggests that. It looks a clear race into I was happy to be against Princess Grace. How about you? Yeah, I, I just I, I think Mr. Brightside's the one. He's just got a slight fitness advantage over Alligator Blood, who you know was okay first up in the Memsey and will improve. Just wonder, like, if Ollie goes out and leads, Princess Grace comes across and looks for the outside lead spot, does Craig Williams end up third defence? And are we uh, going to see... Twitter and other forms of social media blow up again. It's only been seven days since the Giga Kick situation, and oh, hasn't that been something? Cometh the hour, cometh the man. Today is the day that Willow will bounce back, mm. uh, bigger, better, and stronger. But, yeah, speaking of which, hasn't it been a, uh, a week for uh, racing Victoria? Wow, we. Yeah, they've, um, it's a tumultuous week for them, isn't it? They've had the, um, uh, the was it 30 or 40 years... And what came out on Wednesday? You're right across this. It was 30 or 40 years of... Probably one of the hardest reports you'll ever read. Yeah. Um, you were telling me yesterday you read through it. Yeah. I haven't read through it yet, I'll be honest. Heartbreaking. And let's just leave it, because we're, we're a Sydney racing preview show, but let's just leave it like this. The people who were involved in that need to be called out. They need to be identified and they need to be out of the game ASAP. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. And that's why the uh, inquiry went on. And since then, there's been a bit going on down there as well. So hopefully things can pull together for uh, Racing Victoria in time for their big carnival. But, hey, we're all about Sydney racing here. And on the other side of this break, we're going to start our 10-race preview of Randwick this afternoon. Welcome back to the Sydney set. I'm Nick Ashman. I'm joined in the studio by Mick Gannon. We've just had Gay Waterhouse on our program. Mick, she pretty much declared Hawaii 5-0 in the shorts this afternoon. He is, I'm just having a look now, markets courtesy of Sportsbet. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelphotline.org.au. Now, let's have a look at the price here for Hawaii Five O. He's $12 with our friends at Sportsbet. Wow. wow. And we've got a declaration. <laughs> I love it. Outstanding. You've got to love, love Gay. And speaking of Randwick today, uh, Nico, why don't you give us a bit of insight as to how the track's going to play. Rail's out seven metres from the thousands, the winning post, four metres, the remainder. How do you see the track playing today? This is probably the most one of the most vital pieces of information the punters can get today. Yeah, that's right, Mick. Uh, look, the information our track walker info that came through to us was um, uh, that on speed lanes one to three are the best. Uh, so we're expecting it to be a fairly leader-dominated day, uh, or at least those first four in running. Uh, rails and run will be an advantage. So if you are going to get back, you probably need to slice the corner and come through the middle of horses. So... Does that help you? Does that does that uh, get you up and about, or does that all of a sudden make you reach for a new pair of underpants? No, no I'm very excited about that. That's okay. how, that's how I read it, and um, 
Jeez, I'm just I'm even a little bit more pumped now, to be honest. There so, you go. Bit of confirmation there from uh, the beaten favourite, so that's good to see there. Um, where do we get that information? Uh, info, uh, sorry, thebeatenfavourite.com. So we've got uh, the uh, track walk information that we put together for everyone each and every Saturday. So it'll be up a bit later on as well. Uh, let's dive straight into our preview now. We're going to go back to race one of the program and start here. But before we do that, I want to get the best bets. Last week, we had some really good feedback about the fact that we gave our best bets because I'm guessing that feedback came from people that don't want to listen to us for an hour. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's good feedback or bad feedback. Well, you didn't want to listen to us for an hour. They got their best bets early and they got to get on early, got the early price because there was a couple of uh, horses, well, one in particular that was very well backed. That's right. Now, the two best bets last week got up, so we're due for a loss. It does come with a caveat. Uh, last week, your best was red card. Yep. Uh, gee, she was nice and firm. I thought she might get out a fraction late in the piece. She didn't. She SP'd around that 2.30 mark, and I didn't mind Cylinder. The boys in blue got the job done for us. Uh, and this week, what do you got, Mick? Going to go race six, number one, Tis Invincible. She's been very, very impressive um, winning, and all you can do is win. Meets a very similar field here. Maps to perfection. Lands in that spot that you talk about in lanes uh, probably one or two. And, gee, she's done nothing wrong. I, I know her wins have come on slow tempo. She might be a better horse here. Yeah, look, I'm with you. She's my best for the day as well. So uh, there's no doubles today. It's just back race six, number one, 61 at Randwick. Tis invincible. I suppose the small query is 1,400 metres uh, first go. She's coming out of two slowly run races. So while sectionally she was very strong late, it's still not a major guide as to whether or not she's going to handle 1,400. But she's drawn Barry to Zach Lloyd. He's got a profitability of up around 30% for the last 12 months at Randwick. I reckon he'll get that sneaky run through along the rail and uh, he'll get the job done. Yeah, I thought, I thought those two runs were really good platform builders for the yep. 1,400 metres, and I think she's ready. We'll see the best of her today, mate. And we're also getting Ma Eustace putting the polish on her. So if anyone can get her up to uh, 1,400 metres, it'll be that champion mob. But let's have a look now. Race one is the benchmark 72, the midway over a mile. Uh, markets courtesy of our friends at Sportsbet Electrica. Number one is your favourite at 390 in from 480. Miss Coover. For Anthony Cummings, fourth up in her first preparation, solid around the 5.50 mark. Back rower, Michael Friedman. He's run twice as many races at Randwick over the last 12 months as any trainer in this field. Incredible. Back rower, $6.50. Oakfield Red Gum, 9 into 7.50. And double figures the rest, uh, spearheaded by number nine, Satness. What are you doing? I'd love to do some research and uh, check out how many midways Michael Friedman's won, but he's on fire with these. Back rower, blinkers again. Is that a sign of intent or are they clutching at straws? I don't know. Happy to be against. Oakfield Red Gum was a horse that ran a career peak and a very clear career peak last start. If he can repeat that, he's a big chance. But I had uh, Oakfield Red Gum ahead of uh, Electrica at Go Tropo and Back Rower. Okay, I'm going to throw in, uh, I like Back Rower, I'm going to throw in Phillipsburg as well, a horse that mixes its form but hasn't had much luck recently and its best figures are good enough to compete here. On to race two, this is the Highway Handicap. What a great addition they've been and so successful bringing the country stables to town on particularly big race days like this. It's a class three over the thousand. Your favourite is number 13, once again, my girl. She's first up here for Brett Kavanagh. He's a terrific first up trainer and the punters have said, yes, 440 into $3 with Sportsbet. 480 into 350 for Derry Grove. Matty Dunn trains. I think he's trained more highway handicap winners than any trainer in the land. Third is uh, or third favourite at $6 for Cameron Crockett is Salir. Zach Lloyd takes the ride there. We spoke about his good stats at Randwick. And then you've got Iron Will, uh, Billy Owen for uh, Tash Burley, a $7 chance. The rest are $21 or greater. This is unlike a typical highway. I think I've narrowed this down to two runners. Clearly the market has as well. I think once again, my girl, she was... Very, very impressive on debut. 
she came out one again and then she was defeated by red card third up. It was probably just the end of her preparation, first preparation. She was enormous. I think she lands on speed here again, gets the position we needed to be. She's probably got the map advantage over Derry Grove by probably two or three lengths. Mm -hmm. And I suggest that'll be the difference. I think Solaire's a horse that'll be flying late, but just going to need a lot of luck. But once again, my girl... Been very, very well backed, and I'm, I'm pretty keen on her chances in the highway. Yeah, with you, I thought Salir was uh, one of them as well. Uh, Iron Will, I'll chuck in there for those that want to play the uh, uh, the exotics. Don't be perturbed by the fact that he's good track stats. We had five starts for just one win. He's only dry track run over 1,000 metres, rated really well, and it's 1,000 metres today. On to race three. This is the, uh, the shootout uh, mile over uh, 1,600 metres, as you would have guessed. It's a benchmark 88, and straight Acer. She's having another crack at this trip, uh, or she's having a first crack at this trip, I should say. 360 into 240 money, says she'll get there for Ed Cummings. Uh, Jan Turan, I've pronounced that wrong, and I'll get it wrong multiple times again. Chris Waller and Kerry McAvoy. Uh, team up four fill, uh, four dollars into $2.50 with our friends at Sportsbet. The scratching's been Logan Street line this morning, 18 cents worth of deductions. Looking down the page there, I didn't mind Pesto at a bit of a price first up from a spell, uh, 41 into $23, Mick. Yeah, good spec there, Pesto. I'm very keen on Grand Terrain. It was a horse that I had added to the Black Book last start. This horse has really good form over in um, overseas in Ireland and mm. Longchamp as well, running Long Group Champ. 1 races. Longchamp. Longchamp. And we are, I'm suggesting here Barry 2 is going to sit a little bit closer in the run in a small field. And um, look, he looks, so she looks the most progressive runner here. I think Straight Ace is going to be a little bit um, further back from Barrier 6. And I'm very keen, Grand Terrain. What do, what's your pace say? What's your map say here? Good pace or not? Moderate. Moderate. Okay, Moderate. so I think that works for Straight Acer though, doesn't it? Because she's she's probably more explosive at 1,400. The softer they go, the more pink she's going to have in the straight. Yep, spot on. It's just going to be interesting. I think we'll, best rider will probably win this race. We'll know after 400 metres, is Gantorin going to be in front of Straight Acer or is Straight Acer going to be in front of it? That mm. could be the determining factor there. Okay. All right. Uh, we push on to race four. This is the uh, Nick Moratis Trophy. Of course, he was the owner of the great might and power who won the uh, Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double in two, uh, 1997 and returned a year later with Jimmy the Pumper Cassidy in the saddle to win the Cox Plate. Uh, Favourite here is what looks to be a very promising horse, Ultivo from the Hawks camp, $3.40. First up, 61 kilos, but he's got ability. Gringotts is your second favourite with Sportsbet, four twenty and $5 for Hollymans, who's been off the map in from 15 bucks on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, really interesting move, isn't it, Holly Mance? Because I was very keen on Gringotts coming off the Mooney Valley run, sort of back wide against the bias. And I, I really, I added a fair bit um, for that. Uh, I'm keen to be a Gringotts off the back of that run. Chad Schofield, barrier four, lands in a really good position. I think he's probably going to find leaders back there. Very, very hard to beat. But the the money with Jason Collett on the Mar Eustace uh, stable, mate, has me a little bit nervous, Nico. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, I, I can't go past Altivo. I just don't want to bet against him because I think he's very, very good. And I think he could be sort of group two, maybe even slightly better when he gets his act right together. So we'll see what happens. He's only been beaten once in five starts. Hey, uh, that's it for the first four races. We're going to take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we kick off the start of our feature previews, the Group 3 Kingston Town Stakes.
Welcome back to the Sydney set. Time to get into the feature races this afternoon. If you missed uh, Randwick Trackwalker information suggesting on speed near the rail will be the place to be. The Kingston Town Stakes is race five of the program. It's over 2,000 metres. Your favourite and it's been well supported. Just fine. What a big first up victory it was for this galloper from the Waterhouse and Botyard. Gay said to us only a few minutes ago, it'd be hard to beat again. 440 into 270 with Sportsbet. Markets courtesy of our friends at Sportsbet. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au second favorite for the kingston town is number four montefilia she was disappointing last start went off the map today she's not off the map four out to 480 major beal good push from gay for this horse for the melbourne uh, not the melbourne cup the caulfield cup seven into six dollars in navajo peak is he the forgotten horse mick gannon ten dollars you can get about him yeah i can't be with navajo peak this time around surely you can't get blessed in run twice in a row in a race like this of group three level nick but i am keen to um get your thoughts on this we're talking montefilia s paid three dollars mm. very good weight per age horse one run well over two thousand meters previously where do you have her? Do you think she's come back? She obviously was really good first up. Was it a case of second up syndrome? Was it just a race shape that didn't suit? Where do you have her today off that? It was a funny race, the, the Chelmsford. There was a, a few horses that didn't quite perform up, up to what we expected. And so sometimes with those races, you just got to go, I'm happy just to not not hang, on, hang my hat on that race. Uh, she was very good first up. The market was there to say she was going to win second up. And that's what I take out of the Chelmsford. So I'm happy to give her another go this afternoon. I'm very excited about Gay's horse just fine. Uh, and the forgotten horse for mine has to be Knight's Order. They went too fast for him first up in the Chelmsford Stakes. I know he prefers to get his toe in the ground, but he gets out to 2,000 metres here. And second up, last campaign, he ran really good time over this trip. Uh, and he's going to get the track to suit on speed uh, horses. Here's a stat for you. Waterhouse and Bot Stables, uh, in middle distance races at Randwick over the last 12 months, 143% ROI. Wow. They love dominating <laughs> out there. And I suspect with the track walk information that we've got that's favouring on-speed horses, that might even go better. Wow, wee. I love that. That's uh, that's really good push there, mate. I am I have Montefilia on top, just fine, not far behind. Major Bill in there for third, but a really competitive race. Just really, really keen to see how Montefilia parades, if we can get a push uh from the, the yard there, mate. Yeah, that's it. Yard push, uh, possibly, or even just a bit of a market push. Race six, we've spoken about this. This is uh, Minor Mix's uh, best bet of the day. It's uh, number one, Tiz Invincible from our Eustace camp. Zach Lloyd in the saddle. And, of course, Zach Lloyd's ability at Ramwick over the last 12 months is around... Uh, I think around the 20% mark. I'll have to check that for you when Mick takes over. 390 into 350. Kamochi looks the main danger at $4 in from 450. 550 for Tropical Squall. We heard from Gay. This is her Oaks horse. Autumn Ballet's next at $10. Looking down the page to see if there's much specking for something at a bit of a price. For those that like to play the exotics, I can give you one from Johnny Sargent, my man. Number 12, Unique Ambition. Only had the two starts either side of a break. Finished second on both occasions. Just some specking there. 34 into 21, back out to 23. But uh, some market support to suggest this horse might improve. I'm going to go rogue here, Nick. And it is invincible, clearly on top. Best bet of the day. But I'm also going to play the exotics. And with a horse that you did mention, Unique Ambition. Another one, Summer Lovin' and Komochi in there as well. I think this is a race that... Those three other runners, they can fill the placings. We can get a bit of value out of them and make a bit of uh, make a bit of coin on the exotics. Yeah, there you go. I like that. And look, just something I've learned over the years as well. 
three-year-olds in spring stepping up to a new distance for the first time. You'll see it in the spring champion in a few weeks' time. You'll see it in the derby. And we see it here, even at 1,400. A couple of these fillies maybe won't quite get 1,400. We'll learn after today. Uh, I find the softer run you can get in transit, the better is usually the case. They rarely can sit wide without cover or even wide, stepping up to a new distance for the first time, these three-year-old spring gallopers. Uh, on to race seven. Now, this is the seven stakes. It's a new race. It's worth a million bucks. A cool million. A million bucks. Uh, over 1,600 metres. Your favourite is Fangirl. She gave Chris Waller his 150th Group 1 winner. Can you believe a bloke of Chris's age? We had him on the show last week. He's an absolute champion. Has trained 150 Group 1 winners. How many is he going to end up with by the end of his career? It's quite remarkable. It's quite remarkable. He'll, he'll keep winning um, Group 1s. He'll keep winning races throughout the spring. And, gee, he has this race at his mercy. The only query here with Fangirl is the map. Yeah. She's going to get back near last from barrier 10. She has to. How good is she? Is she good enough to make up the probably four or five lengths she's going to be giving the likes of Zaki and think it over? I don't think... And I think she's probably got the way we're expecting the track to play also against her, whereas last start, the inside was completely off. Yes. So coming down the middle was the place to be. I think... I call her a bit of a moon's align horse. I think the moons need to align a bit for Fangirl and, and, and take nothing away from her ability. She's loaded with it. She's capable of producing very fast sectionals. James McDonald gets the best out of her. I've got no question about that. He's unbeaten in the saddle of this mare. Karen McAvoy's had three rides on her, yet to win, albeit he has placed on all three occasions. Uh, he's got a tricky ride ahead of him today. He's going to be conceding a start to a fit Zaki, who's going to get more favourable conditions this afternoon. Think It Over is your third favourite. Zaki's second favourite at 390. Think It Over's third favourite at 550. I was a bit disappointed. He got overtaken by Major Beale late there yeah. in the Chelmsford Stakes, didn't he? He did. I'm happy to be against Think It Over. I'm happy to be against Zaki and Fangirl would be the horse that I'm opposing most today. Righto. Where are you going then? I'm really keen who you mail. Oh, good man. Yes. Give me five. Beautiful. I'm with you. <laughs> How good. Is it the only horse we didn't ask Gay about? Yeah. No, uh, no, we did. We, we did. did. And she, she, she was... She did just sort good of to see I'm paying attention she, to my yeah, own show. Yeah, she sort of just brushed over it in a sense, but she loved the horse um, overseas uh, run. But we did hear um, midweek when on, on Gareth Hall's show on... Giddy up with Gareth. The body did suggest that this horse would be, could be heading to a Cox Plate. Mm. So you want to be pretty sharp over the 1,600 metres here to be uh, heading to a Cox Plate. Barrier four. I think go back to last, last start. Barrier four. Hippo on. Well, they won't be, won't be going back to last this time around. No, and, no. Uh, we could see, I think we could see a horse here that could uh, jump out of the ground and put its hand up for a good spring campaign. What are we getting? $19. $19 that's, with that's a good one by three. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's, I agree with you. I just thought he, he's a bit of X factor. Not that top shelf X factor, but where, how do we know where this horse is at? He had one run in Australia last year. That was the Melbourne Cup. The whispers out of Werribee. I was down there last spring, Mick. The whispers out of Werribee was that he hadn't settled in. Uh, he ran accordingly. He had nine or ten months off. He resumes in the Chelmsford. I know it wasn't a high-rating race, but, geez, he was good through the line, I thought. Uh, Pericles, uh, he hasn't done much wrong. He can go forward from a wide gate. I know a few people potting him. What do you think? I'm against just simply because how easy he got at last start. I think he got blessed in run. Um, but progressive type. And it, once again, we talk about platform building runs. That is one. Because that was mm. a very easy win. Now progresses to probably what we call A grade. Uh, I'm happy to be against here. Barry 11. We, we, I, I don't think he's going to be able to get 
to the front easily. He's going to have to mm. do a lot of work. Therefore, he might be left vulnerable late. I love this horse. Uh, I had James coming on a podcast last year, and I said, if there's one horse about this time last year that we should be following, he said Pericles. This is before he did all those good things in the spring. He went to Melbourne. I think they've worked out. He's worked out. He's definitely not a derby or 2,400-meter horse. Yep. They set him for a derby in the spring. He didn't quite measure up. They set him for a derby in the autumn, and he didn't quite measure up. This time in, he targets the Epsom handicap, at least initially, uh, and he's showing a little bit more zip. You spoke about the slow pace last start when he was on speed, and he did get away with it. You're quite right. But he showed good acceleration to get away from his yep. rivals on the line. Uh, and, and we know he can run 2,000 metres because he's won over 2,000 metres previously. So uh, I like the fact that he can roll forward here. He can probably sit outside Zaki and eyeball him. Today's the day when Big P, Big Pericles, can step up and say, I'm actually a wait for age galloper. The weights are out for the Epsom handicap. He can be competitive here, and people will be looking at him going, well, geez, he's going to be hard to beat with 56 in an Epsom. Like it. We'll see what I happens. like it. Bit of a futures play there. Well, look, I think he's probably too short to back him in futures. You'd probably be better off just backing him for a place today at the 280 or 3 bucks with sports bet. Yep. And if he runs top three, rolling it into him, winning the um, the Epsom handicap at around $8. That's rather sharp than from you. That, That's sharp. Rather than taking the 8 bucks now, yeah. So, so we Hu Yamal and Pericles. Yeah, for me and your Hu Yamal and... Hu Yamal. Hu Yamal. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. On that note, we'll take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we continue. Yes, welcome back. You're listening to the Sydney set here for Sydney's Everest Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. And what better way to celebrate uh, the Everest and talk about the Everest than to talk about the shorts. It's a Group 2 feature out at Randwick this afternoon. It's race eight of the program, over 1,100 metres. Now, the winner of this race is likely to be offered a slot, the favourite, is the Godolphin Mare in secret. Now, Godolphin owner slot, they might use in secret for their Everest slot. Uh, she's 3.20 into 2.90. Overpass for Bjorn Baker. Of course, won the Quokka over in WA. First up from a spell here. Joshy Parr in the saddle, $6. Pretty solid around that mark. Some specking for Bonus Notches. 8.50 into 7.50. Don't be perturbed by his dry track form. We'll talk, talk about that in a moment's time. Remark posted big numbers first up for the Hawks team. Uh, solid around the $8 mark. Private Eye. $9 out to $10. Mick, I want to ask you, uh, his best would win this. He ran second to Giga Kick in the Everest last year, but he just hasn't shown us a rule lot since pulling up lame in the Champions Mile at Flemington last spring, has he? He hasn't, but his career best... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say career best. Of late, his best runs have come first up. Mm. So obviously career best was, was in that Everest, but I suggest that if he's going to come back and produce, it's going to be first up today. Barrier 9, Nash... Some queries about the map for yep. mine. But today's the day. Today's D-Day for this horse. Yeah, he needs to show us something, doesn't he? He mightn't get the right track pattern according to our track walker information. But uh, what about in secret? What are your thoughts there? She was good first up over 1,000 behind. Remark, can she go one better? She was super. I think if Shelby 66 wasn't in the race and sort of just caused her a bit of traffic problems, she probably gets the job done. Second up, my query here is, you know, she's only going to be 80%. She's not, or maybe 85%. She's not fully screwed down. Uh, from barrier four, though, she'll get every possible. I just think a map-wise overpass is going to go, and they're going to go hard. I think they've got a point to prove here. They need to point, uh, and they need to prove that point to get into the Everest. And you've got a horse-like remark that will sit outside. So you've got two horses drawn low, which tends to speed, as you'd know, is is really injecting the races when it's low and low and wide. Mm. You've got the two-speed horses drawn one and two. So 
what happens there? What does anything come across from out wide? Hawaii five zero, not sure. If we see a, a case here where overpass just finds the rail, I don't think they'll go too hard on remark because eleven hundred meters, a little bit of a query. Mm. What happens with the map? I'm not sure. Mm. I have overpass jumping, leading, and holding on. How do you see it? Well, I thought he'd lead. I thought Remark might drop onto his back and get that suck run behind just to help him see out the 1100. I think Hawaii 5-0, the intent was there in the trial. They'll go sit outside lead and be happy to be there. He's a big, strong horse. They won't want to be under horses. And the interview. And the interview. What about Gage? Wow. Just saying, just back him, quote, unquote. Uh, the one that I think's just been a little bit forgotten, although I'm not sure she gets the right conditions this afternoon, is Ruthless Dame. I'm convinced she's a sprinter. Yep. Uh, she won on debut over 1,300 metres, then went back to 1,200 metres for a thoroughbred breeder, stakes down the Flemington Strait, cops a big, long spell, resumes against Jackano in the Manfred last uh, last uh, summer. And then after that, they go up to 1,400, 1,500 metres in the Coolmore. Then they freshen up, go back to 1,200 and win the Group 1 down in Adelaide, the Sangster. And then they go back to 200, two 1,400 metre runs in the Stradbroke and the Tastiara. Uh, she was very good in that trial. Twenty dollars I'm getting with Sportsbet on race morning. Peanut. Yeah, she'll be she'll be flying at them late. I think the big query, as you suggested, is twelve hundred is probably her best and the map. Mm. But a horse will definitely be flying over the top late. But I, I, as I said, probably best race of the day. But if they let if they let Joshy Parr do what he wants. I don't think you'll be catching overpass. Yeah, that's a big call. I like that from you. We, he won the quokka and he beat Amelia's jewel in the mm. quokka and she resumes in the Letzelope Stakes down in Melbourne uh, this afternoon. Hey, uh, one of the other big lead-ups is uh, to a major race this spring is race nine, the Bill Ritchie Handicap. It's often seen as a bit of a spring la uh, launching pad, if you like, towards bigger races, and one of them could be the Epsom Handicap. Alentia, she went down last time out but had excuses. She's your $2.90 favourite. Converge, I know you're keen on this gallop of five into 370 money, says he's here to rock and roll. Tamerlane was scratched from last Saturday. He'll resume today as an 8.50 chance. Barbie's Fox up from Melbourne, a $10 pop uh, Ryden or Redenine, Redina, I should say, uh, an $11 pop political debate, $17. The Fortune Teller res resumes as a gelding. Ouch. $17 about him and Cuban Royale. I don't think it's hopeless at $23 either. Yeah, had this a race in two. I thought Converge from Barrier 8 with Hippo aboard could just roll forward there, a little bit more forward today. I think Gay was sort of half keen on that idea. Tamerlane goes forward. Uh, Redonier uh, goes forward as well. What do they do with Alentia? Should have, uh, they should have been more aggressive last start. They weren't. Got caught th three wide. I understand it. People will say, oh, she could have been forgiven, but it was similar mm. to a Charmstone run. It was three wide. They were making ground in that mm. in that part of the track. I won't go as far to say she had every possible, but Jay would have liked to see a little bit more. Now you've drawn a wide barrier. You've got Jay Ford there, who's on for Kieran. What do you, what would you, what, what do you think they're going to do with Alentia, Nick? Well, I think, you know, the way the track's going to play, they've probably got to go forward. Here's the thing. The 1,400-meter start point at Randwick is probably the trickiest out there yeah. because they go straight into a little bend. Then they go down the side for about 250 meters, and then they go in the bend into the home straight. So she got caught uh, wide no cover last time out over the 1,400 at Randwick. She could have the same issue again. But if you go back, it's probably just as low a percentage play. 100%. Yep, spot on. It'd be very interesting. Either way, I think Converge is the horse that will get the job done. If you go back and look at its form, first up, last preparation, I think it was a Kingsford Smith at Eagle Farm. Mm -hmm. 0.8 lengths off Think About It. Well, that horse went on to mm. uh, prove that he, he's pretty talented, got a spot in the Everest, locked up already. If Converge runs anywhere near to uh, that first up Brisbane form, uh, he'll be getting the job done today. Yeah, my roughie for the race, uh, Mick, number 14, Cuban Royale. 
Maps a treat. Royale with cheese. Maps a treat. Gets that suck run from the inside gate. 53 kilos. Third up on the back up. Has got form in some pretty handy races last preparation. He's a good each-way play this afternoon. Hey, the last of the races that we're going to dissect is the lucky last race 10 of the program. It's a benchmark 88 over 1,200 metres. Your favourite. It's been off the map too. Caboo or Caboo for Gay and Adrian. 310 into $2. Garza is not hopeless. 5 into 390. Kyobi's next. Uh, this is a talented galloper for Sam Kavanagh. 13 into $11. And Koti around a $13 chance. Yeah, you're spot on with Kyobi and also a horse by the name of Brosnan. I think they're both very talented. Mm. But I think they're going to need... Um, $27, Brosnan. I think they're going to need 1,400 metres and a track that's more suitable, uh, maybe railing a true at Randwick. But I'm very keen, Kaboo. The money's come. I suggest uh, that's because there is uh, stable confidence. We did hear Gay say that um, potentially was under the odds, but don't worry about that. I think this horse has plenty of upside. It was tipped out after one nice win. What, barrier two lands in front? That's where we want to be. Mm. Not a huge amount of opposition. Kabling on my map was probably a horse that could have come across, but... Didn't show much last start. I was very keen on it. Oh, gee whiz, not that keen. I, I think Caboo is just a, what we like to call, Nick, a jump lead win. Okay. There you go. Garza Blanca up against it. Kobe, you've touched on. Uh, my roughie for the race is Dalcini at $35 with our good friends at Sportsbet. Let's uh, recap your best bet for the program for those that are just tuning in. Yeah, best bet. Race six, number one. Tis invincible to get the job done. Make it three in a row. I'm with you there. And uh, down in Melbourne, we've got the Poseidon Stakes. There's one race just to keep an eye out if you're a big fan of the Everest this afternoon. It's the Poseidon Stakes race four at 1.50 p.m. King's Gambit goes around for Peter and Paul Snowden. Now, there is a bit of talk that this horse, if he wins today, could get offered a slot in the Everest in a month's time. Well, I've got a feeling it will be winning today. And we're getting yeah. a juicy price. Uh, I think there'll be money, and the money will come. Okay. Yep. Uh, good to have Gay on the show, wasn't it, earlier? Oh, she's the best. Uh, footy tip from you t for tonight. The Chooks got up last week. They went down last night. Before we go, what are we thinking tonight? Can the, can the Knights travel to New Zealand off the back of that hard run last Sunday and uh, and beat the Warriors at home. They can. I'm hoping they can. They can, and I think they will. Sean Johnson, injury um, doubts there. He's going in half-cooked, isn't okay. he, old Sean? So I think the Knights will get the job done, and then they'll come up against the Broncos. That'll be... That'll be pretty hard. That'll be a hard one, won't it? A, uh, a home semi-final. All right, that's it here for the Sydney set. Uh, actually, we're not. We got a little bit more we can talk about here. So, um, why don't we go wide? We go to Newcastle and Wagga. Well, because, you've got something at Newcastle, have you? Well, there's a horse that I may have a little sh a little uh, owner, you know, a piece of hair in. Oh, I'm glad you're talking about this because mm. he told me about it off air. And it's into $2.15, and I haven't backed it. Newcastle, race two, number six, my Eloise, myself and Dean Watling, a, um, also a member of the, uh, the Giddy Up crew, SEN track uh, stable. And, yeah, we, we think this horse, is, uh, she's got a bit of bit of upside. I think she, she trialled um, beat special reward. She tried like Farlap, let's be honest. Yeah, she was pretty impressive. Now she goes to a benchmark 64, provincial 900 metres. 900 metres is obviously some sort of query, as you know, but it's only because it's one bend. Uh, hopefully she'll get the job done there, mate. Okay. And did you say something at Wagga? Yeah. Well, you this know. This is far and wide from yeah. you. It's, it's areas that I just love. Love. Uh, race four, number one, mind space. Third up, blinkers on. Shows serious intent here from this stable. It's previously one third up. I like it a lot. All right. 440 into 390 there for mind space. Our very best, though. Randwick race six, number one. Tis invincible. That's it here for the Sydney set for week number two. Very big thank you to Gay Waterhouse for coming on. She's declared Hawaii 5 -0. We'll see what unfolds this afternoon.
For all the information, jump onto SEN Track on Twitter feed to get all the latest there. We'll catch you next week.